0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today's Focus for Friday, January the 27th, 2023 at 9.57 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus. Today's focus
1: is this. Should we be listening to today's prophets within the church, or should we rebuke them? Why can they not be one hundred percent accurate as they had to be in Bible times?
2: No, we are here to make sure heaven comes to earth. Jesus' prayer and the way he taught us prayer is going to be answered fully. We've been praying a thousand years,
0: but I don't think people fully understand what they're praying. Right, that he is serious about his right. kingdom on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Welcome to Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markel. Radio for the Remnant, brought to you by Olive Tree Ministries. Today we look at the modern-day apostle and prophet movement within the church. We are carrying a new book by co-authors Holly Pivick and Doug Guyvett, Counterfeit Kingdom, The Dangers of New Revelation, New Prophets, and New Age Practices in the Church. The authors expose the methods and theology of the New Apostolic Reformation, one of the fastest-growing church movements ever. Just who are these leaders and what are they saying? We expose much of it in this uninterrupted hour. Here is Jan Martel with today's programming.
0: Today's focus is the NAR, or, sometime, or I think we usually use the abbreviation NAR, but you should know them as the New Apostolic Reformation. You need to know about this movement. You need to be able to identify this movement, and you need to warn anyone and everyone you know, even people you don't know, even people you don't even like, to get as far away from this movement as possible. The NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, is full-blown heresy. It is heretical, it is dangerous, it must be condemned, it must be exposed, and we must stand against it. We have to, and they identify it as the fastest growing church movement in history. That is hard to even comprehend, but it is everywhere. And this is so very, 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 very important. These kinds of movements that grow and become greatly influential, here's what happens. You have like the movement in its pure form, right? You have new apostolic reformation, pure. But then what happens is it begins to have its influence and somewhere else, They may not even say their new apostolic Reformation. They may even deny any connection or involvement with it. But when you look at the teaching, you're like, okay, you may not be new apostolic Reformation pure, but your new apostolic Reformation light, it's there, it's it's present, it's influencing. Whether you want to acknowledge any connection to it, its teaching is there. And people have to be able to identify not only the pure form, but the the form that is just the, we'll call it the light form, the, 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 the form that's just present in some form of influence, but it's not there in its full purity. Because everything dealing with new apostolic reformation, all of it, whether in its pure form or just in its light form, it's still all corrupt. It's still unbiblical. It's still heretical, and we cannot allow it to just go unchallenged. We have to speak against it because it's uh, it's so it's so messed up. It's so bad. So early this morning, uh, I grabbed my iPad to listen to podcast, and well, there was a new episode of. Uh, understanding the Times with Jan Markel. Understanding the Times with Jan Markel. Now, I don't always agree with everything they say, but I listen to it every week because it comes out once a week, so it's easy to keep up with. And so I, I always usually at least, at least listen to 15, 30 minutes of it. And then it, I also tend to hear it when I get out of church on Sundays and I get in the car to drive home, yeah, the Understanding the Times broadcast is on our local Christian radio station. So a lot of times I hear it then. So I, I, I definitely every week at least have an idea what they're talking about. But this morning when I hit play and immediately realize, oh, New Apostolic Reformation, that's what I'm going to do for today's focus. So today's focus is the New Apostolic Reformation if you don't know anything about it, you need to know, but let's do this. We're going to spend 15, 20 minutes here just reviewing a little bit of this podcast episode. But here's what I want you to do today I want you to go look up Understanding the Times podcast, Understanding the Times podcast with Jan Markell. You can find it on the One Place app, the Edify Christian podcast app. You can find it pretty much on the uh, Apple Pod, uh, probably any podcast app, Apple, Google. Understanding the Times podcast. If you cannot find it, email me today, newsif at yahoo.com. NewsIF at yahoo.com. Tell me which podcast app you're using, and I will try to find a link for your podcast app and send it to you. But that's Understanding the Times with Jan Markel. Please listen to their entire discussion. They they talk about a book that they have. You may want to even consider getting a copy of that book. Now, there's been lots of videos, lots of podcasts about the new apostolic reformation. As always, whenever you hear someone make a claim, uh, even in the podcast, we're getting ready to do a little bit of a review of. We're not going to review the whole thing. Remember, today's focus is just to say, here's what I want you to do today. Here's one thing to focus on. But whenever you hear anyone exposing, you know, a heretical movement or any kind of discernment uh, ministry, going after a particular theological concept, always make sure you verify, verify the claims, verify. Because we, the last thing we want to do whenever we speak against heresy, whenever we speak against a false doctrine is we want to make sure we always fairly and accurately represent it. So every claim that you're getting ready to hear in this part of the review, and everything you're going to hear, if you go look up Understanding the Times and listen to the newest episode about the new apostolic reformation, make sure you verify, 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 verify. Accurate representation, right? I think that's a that's just a number one rule. When When dealing with false teaching, you want to make sure you accurately understand it and you accurately represent it because it's of no value to misrepresent uh, a false doctrine in your attempt to somehow prove it wrong because you you then lose all credibility. So let I don't know if everything they're going to say here is 100% perfect because, well, I haven't listened to it because, you know, how that's as soon as I heard the first part, I stopped and said, that's what we'll do today. But I will be listening to it throughout the day, hopefully having good ta- uh, discussions about it on the uh, Discord uh, channel. And uh, we'll see. Um Someone emailed me, I don't know, was it two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and they were like, wow, this the, the New Apostolic Reformation is popping up everywhere. They were talking about how they would look at this, and they, they, the New Apostolic Reformation, and they kept, they kept being confronted with it, and then, well, here it is again today. So, um, I don't—it's I, one of those things, the New Apostolic Reformation is one of those things where I—look, I am very aware that you can literally just dedicate— your entire, you could you could have an entire ministry that all it does is talk about the New Apostolic Reformation, whether in its pure form or in its more NAR light. But you could just you could review sermon after sermon after sermon. You could be book after book after book. You could just spend your entire life doing that. And I am not a fan of that because I think then you become. I think, I think there's a lack of balance there. There's a lack of balance. When all you're doing is talking about everyone being wrong and everyone being false, I think you lose balance because what you also need to do is be just focusing on learning scripture. So that's why I do the Bible study exercise and we do other things to try to maintain a balance. There's definitely a time to say, hey, that is false, but then there's time we just need to be feeding upon God's word and growing. So we try to find that balance. Sometimes it's difficult, uh, but... Uh, the New Apostolic Reformation, I I, <laughs> I don't have a lot of patience with it. But let's see how Jen Markell handled it in the latest episode of Understanding the Times. Remember, look up her podcast. Listen to it today. Listen to the whole thing. But let's, for today's focus, let's get a little bit of a preview of it. And then today, that's what I want you to focus on. Here we go.
3: Welcome to the program. So glad you can join me today. And we're going to spend the hour on a sensitive but necessary topic, looking at the New Apostolic Reformation, also known as NAR, or just NAR. And the movement is not particularly new. It is an offshoot, can go back all the way to the 1940s Latter Rain Movement, which was influenced by a man by the name of William Branham. So the New Apostolic Reformation is not theologically sound, and the Bible for them is oftentimes not sufficient. They might rely on signs, wonders, miracles, healings. And the present-day movement started several decades ago by C. Peter Wagner, and they teach that apostles and prophets must govern the church. It is an experience-driven movement. There is really no headquarters, although many would point to The Bethel Church in Redding, California, under the leadership of Bill Johnson, and you've heard me talk about them on this program quite often. And let me quickly add here that this is not a chastisement of the entire Charismatic and Pentecostal stream of theology and churches. There are many in that stream who are very opposed to what's going on within the New Apostolic Reformation, and they do see it as experiential and not focused on the Bible. Bill Johnson separated from the Assemblies of God back in the 1990s. Some NAR practices, and I'm going to talk about one here for a second, it's called grave soaking, are denounced by almost all denominations, including in the Pentecostal charismatic stream of theology. So another...
0: All right, but I'm going, I'm going to do, approach this a little differently, all right? Because I know some people say, well, NAR is like, it's, it's, it's so bad that even many charismatics will condemn it or speak against some of its practices. Now I know I'm going to offend everyone with this, but I don't care. I believe that everything, everything connected with the charismatic movement is corrupt And should be completely rejected. Here's the thing. I think it's things like the charismatic movement. Pentecostal charismatic. Believing that God is speaking through either, you know, visions, dreams, uh, inner, inner voice, audible voice. All of these different ways. This ongoing revelation. This ongoing revelation, that in other words, the God's revelation has not ceased with Scripture, and that we look to Scripture alone, they still open the door for these other ways of revelation, prophets, you know, someone can give a prophet speaking in tongues, uh, uh, healing being guaranteed in the atonement, everything associated with the charismatic movement. Everything is corrupt. The church should have rejected and stood against the charismatic movement, from its very beginning, there should have been no compromise, no acceptance at all. I reject everything with the charismatic movement. And I think when you say, well, the NAR, it's really, really bad. And, and you know, you, you, can't, you can't blame all the charismatic movement for the NAR. I believe the charismatic movement opens the door for things like the NAR, the, the new apostolic reformation. I think the charismatic movement all every little offshoot every little influence that the charismatic movement has had is all corrupt and it must be rejected she may be wanting to be nice and not throw the entire charismatic movement under the proverbial bus but i believe the charismatic i don't believe it's me throwing the charismatic movement under the bus i believe it's the charismatic movement who walked and stood right in front of a bus because of their false teaching so I, I, oh yeah, I, I'm not a fan of like saying, well, this part of the charismatic movement, it, see, it went, it went, uh, uh, you know, three steps too far. The charismatic movement in any form is too far. It's that simple. I I may, I don't make any apology for that. When you teach that healing is guaranteed in the atonement for here and now, that's too far. When you're like God is speaking in this way or this way or this way and this way, and it's not scripture alone, that's too far. Let's just stop right there. Let's not even worry about any other theological implications of the charismatic movement. And obviously, when you get into Pentecostalism, then you get into modalism, Sabellianism, a denial of the Trinity. So, I mean, look, everything about that whole movement is just like, no, 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 no. I, I ugh. we We can't. Mm, no. So she's being, I, I think she's being, I know she's trying to be kind there. She's trying to be nice, but um, I'm sorry, the whole, I, I just can't stand any of it. I'm going to back this up a little bit so we can play a little bit more and see how far we can get.
3: The Bethel Church in Redding, California, under the leadership of Bill Johnson. And you've heard me talk about them on this program quite often. And let me quickly add here that this is not a chastisement of the entire charismatic and Pentecostal stream of theology and church. And again, I am
0: <laughs> the entire stream. The uh, I would not drink anything from that stream. There should be a sign put up about the entire charismatic and Pentecostal stream of theology that says poison. That that everyone should put a sign up. You see the stream, you're like charismatic Pentecost poison. I don't care. I don't get all of it. The entire stream is poison. It is all wrong. It's just no. It destroys biblical Christianity because whether they like it or not, they all claim in some way, shape, or form the Bible is not sufficient alone. We get all these other ways God is supposedly speaking to us, and then don't even get me started on their whole healing nonsense. And then, of course, within some of that, you do have one is Pentecostalism, which is a complete denial of the Trinity, the ancient heresy of modalism and Sibelianism, and no, all of it, all of it, all of it. I'm putting a sign up and going, you see that stream right there? You're like, that's the entire charismatic world. It's all poison.
3: Just, there are many in that stream who are very opposed to what's going on within the new apostolic reformation, and they do see it as experiential and not focused on the Bible. Bill Johnson separated from the assemblies of God back in the 1990s. Some NAR practices, and I'm going to talk about one here for a second, it's called grave soaking, are denounced by almost all denominations, including in the Pentecostal charismatic stream of theology. So now that I've said that term, grave soaking, what is it? It's when people who believe in this kind of amazing nonsense are going to gravitate towards the grave of some saint who's passed on. They're going to lay on the grave or touch the grave or sit by the grave and hope to soak up the spirit of the deceased Christian leader. In this case, I'll play a clip right now, and some Bethel students, this would be in the U.K., are soaking over the grave of Smith Wigglesworth. It's very short. I'll come back, and then I'll bring my guests on.
1: Here we are at Smith Wigglesworth's grave um, in Bradford. It's up the, the other end of
0: England. You might not be able to come here naturally, but you can certainly feel it supernaturally, what's happened in this man's life. It's funny, all of us students, when we came here the thing that we felt was like the raising of the dead power and the gift of faith came on us and some students were leaning over the back of the grave and they felt a grace and a faith just rest on them. It's funny isn't it how Elijah, um, I think someone put the person's bones on his bones and they got raised up to life. When you come into a place where the Holy Spirit was on a person, he still exists there. He still keeps the heritage of the person's life. and here you can see how his whole family buried with him. But this is the man, Smith Swigglesworth and, and the history of this man is a history of miracles and great faith, and a restoration of the miraculous anointing into the Church of England and also across the whole world.
3: So that was a little example of grave soaking that happened to be in the UK, but it is an offshoot of the Bethel Outreach in Reading, California. I have gotten acquainted in recent weeks with my two guests for the hour, authors Holly Pivick and Doug Guyvett, and Holly is a blogger, speaker, pastor's wife, and homeschooling mom. She has authored several books. We're going to focus on one this hour. That would be the book I have in front of me, Counterfeit Kingdom, The Dangers of New Revelation, New Prophets, and New Age Practices in the Church. Then Doug Givet is a professor, now emeritus, at Biola University and Talbot School of Theology, and his books focus on apologetics. He is co-author of this book. Could your church be a part of this new Apostolic Reformation? Does your church play the music from this movement, and is that okay? How about Bethel music, Hillsong, Elevation? We'll hopefully have time to discuss that. One more comment, then I bring my guests on. I don't see anything in the Bible about apostles for the church age, other than obviously the biblical apostles. John the Baptist was the last prophet, though there are many hundred self-proclaimed prophets today in this stream. Hebrews one says, in times past, the Bible and God spoke through prophets, but in the last days, he speaks through his son. So we're going to try to hit some scripture. I hope a lot of it. Holly and Doug, welcome to the program for the first time. Thanks so
4: much for having us on, Jan.
5: Good to be with you.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Holly, let me address this to you. We're going to go back and forth, and you two feel free to answer as you are comfortable, but Apostles and Prophets, the NAR teaches, are key to a church. Members of a church submit to these Apostles and Prophets, and supposedly these Apostles and Prophets bring new revelation Can you tell me where does the Bible say that churches and members are to submit to an apostle and take heed from a modern day prophet?
4: It doesn't say that anywhere. Almost the sole scripture that leaders in this movement will point to and support their teaching that apostles and prophets are supposed to govern the church is Ephesians four eleven. So there's a core teaching called fivefold ministry in this movement, which is the belief that there are five governing
0: and just know this five-fold ministry, five-fold movement, this, I, I believe that this this goes beyond NAR. This goes beyond New Apostolic Reformation. I've heard many within different charismatic streams use this exact same language and this exact same concept. So, I, 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 again, that's why the whole charismatic, <laughs> it's all poison, but okay, let, let's see what, what how she's going to explain this.
4: Offices that God has given to govern the church through all generations apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers and they base that on Ephesians 411 which doesn't actually say anything at all about governing offices it's not talking about that but that's the verse they point to and what they'll say is that two of those offices two of the five apostles and prophets have been missing through the centuries. so it's kind of like a hand a hand usually has five fingers but it's been missing two. So in order for the church to have what it needs in place to bring God's kingdom to earth, apostles and prophets need to be restored. And then supernatural power can be restored to the church because these apostles and prophets claim they're giving critical new revelation that all Christians need so they can develop miraculous powers. So every Christian can learn to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, even learn to work greater miracles than Jesus worked, according to the teachings of this movement. And through these supernatural powers... And the spiritual warfare that they're claiming to equip their followers to wage, they can then bring heaven to earth or bring
3: God's kingdom to earth. We're going to get into that here momentarily. Doug, the original apostles were commissioned by Jesus, and they were an eyewitness for the resurrected Lord, and the original prophets had to be 100% right. And particularly that part B that I just said, the original prophets had to be 100% right. Today's prophets are wrong more than they're right. What do you make of that?
5: That is a problem. It's a very serious problem. Deuteronomy chapter 18 stipulates that if a prophet is not accurate in all that he predicts as part of his prophetic ministry, then he is not a prophet speaking for God. He is not of God. We don't see anywhere in Scripture where that requirement of perfect accuracy in foretelling or prophesying the future has been lifted. And that would then apply to anyone who pretends to be a prophet in the same tradition today or in the New Testament era. Now, what many NAR prophets and apostles will say, teachers in this movement, in fact, I think most would say this, is that prophets can make mistakes, that yes, it's true that for the Hebrew tradition in the Old Testament, prophets were required to be accurate and be disqualified If they failed. And by the way, not only disqualified, but God ordered that they should be stoned Mm -hmm. to death, executed. It was that serious of an offense. But something changed with the New Testament prophets. And now it's permissible to grow in the prophetic and to discover your prophetic potential gradually and develop it over time and through trial and error and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And prophets need to be testing one another as a way to curb excesses and mistakes. So they think they can point to some support in the New Testament for fallibility among God's prophets in the New Testament and today. But that, of course, is a mistake. We think that they have distorted the scripture.
3: Here is Patricia King. She is a part of this stream. And to her credit, she is talking here about the pandemic, COVID. She says, why did none of the prophets pick up on this and once they did pick up on it, she rightfully criticizes. They said everything will be OK.
2: We've got this global pandemic happening. The economy tanked. People were out of jobs everywhere. People are dying everywhere. And it doesn't seem that hardly any profits picked up on it. At least it wasn't decreed. Then once it happened.
0: Okay. Not only did you not pick it up. People were dying and you weren't healing anybody. I mean, like, look, the, the, the pandemic itself should have been the end of the charismatic movement. People are dying everywhere. Where are the charismatics? Where are they? Why aren't they sneaking into China and raising people from the dead? Why why aren't Bethel sending out their, you know, healing ministry teams, you know, what, they wear their like black t-shirts or whatever they wear. Why aren't they running around healing people? Oh yeah, they couldn't even heal the little girl who died. And they could not wake up all of, yeah, because at some point you, I, like, that's what I'll never understand about charismatics. They make claims, make claims, make claims. And then when they get an opportunity to be like all over the news, just raising people from the dead left and right and healing people, it never happens. they They missed it. They didn't prophesy it. They didn't heal anybody. The whole movement is such a fraud. I don't understand. But all right, let's listen to more of her.
2: We were getting prophetic words that were saying everything's going to be OK. It's not a big deal. It's going to be fine. And of course, people ended up dying and our nations were very much impacted by it. The economies were impacted by it. And so, of course, the prophetic, this credibility is in question. <laughs>
3: Holly, it would be nice when they see the obvious, as Patricia King has here and articulately so stated, that they might say maybe the stream isn't the most reliable, but they don't say that.
4: No, they don't say that. As Doug explains, you can be considered a genuine prophet in this movement. And even if you make mistakes, very high profile prophets, Chris Vallotton, who's the chief prophet at Bethel Church in Redding, California, the right hand man to the apostle Bill Johnson there. Chris Veldtzen predicted that President Trump would win a second consecutive term in office in 2020, and he apologized after the fact. But he also said he didn't think that that disqualified him as being a prophet. So it's very common for leaders in this movement to make prophecies like that and get it wrong, and their followers still regard them as genuine prophets.
0: All right, we will stop there. Today's focus, the goal here is to give you something to focus on. That's what I want you to focus on. Go find the podcast, Understanding the Times with Jan Markell. Listen to the entire thing. There's 45 minutes of it left, 45 minutes of it left. Go listen to all of it today. Think about the NAR. Understand how dangerous the new apostolic reformation is. And look, I beg you, I plead with you. Don't just be someone and and this is probably my main point I want to want you to take away from this. Don't be someone who's like the new apostolic Reformation is bad, but but you know I, you know those the, the charismatic world, I mean it's not all horrible, no, 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 you've got to come to a point where you realize the charismatic movement, the charismatic movement is the poison. And there's all, and the only thing that's ever happened through the entire history of the charismatic movement are just different flavors of the poison. It's just different streams of the poison. The poison, it's not like, you know, where there's the charismatic movement and they were well-meaning and it was all wonderful and it was all great. But just at different times, things went a little too far here. or a little, No, the whole thing is poison. From the origins of it to the all the all of it, it's just wrong. We have to stand against the charismatic movement in every shape and every way it appears. There can be no compromise with it. But constantly, they're like, "Well, yeah." And so you'll hear people who are not even in a charismatic church. They'll start saying things about God told me this or God said this or God's. I'm like, wait a minute. You said God said something and you didn't quote scripture. <laughs> that's extra biblical revelation. If I was to write it down, I would be like, you would say God said, and then I would open, parentheses, uh, open quotations, write everything you said God said, then close quotations. It would be then the word of God, because supposedly that's what God spo- said to you. God doesn't speak to us in any other way other than scripture. That like that to me, it, it, look, the minute I, God is speaking outside of Scripture in any way, shape, or form, then the, the sufficiency, the authority of Scripture is utterly undermined. Once you undermine the authority of Scripture, then chaos reigns. Well, the charismatic church, the charismatic movement, undermined the authority of scripture early on, and look at the chaos that has originated from it. And for some reason, a good portion of the evangelical world has tried to be nice or friendly to it, when we should have been like, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Heresy, poison. And the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, is just you can say an extreme version. It's, I think it's the natural consequences of the poison that started with the beginning of the charismatic movement. You can go back to early 1900, right, where all a lot of this stuff started. We can go to Kansas City. We can go. We can go through uh, the church camp where the is Pentecostal movement started. We can go through some of those early years of all of this, and just follow one leader after another leader, and you can go from the Vineyard, Brownsville Revival, you can go, all, all the different, all the different things that have happened through the movement. Just, it's, it's constantly, to me, this is what I feel. The charismatic movement is the, is the, the problem. And it just repackages itself and kind of just constantly is taking different forms and different shapes. But I believe it's just the charismatic movement and it's, and it's pure heresy. I just I just think it you can say no 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 this is something different. I think it's just the the charismatic movement just in, in a kind of a new te- putting on a new outfit, putting on a new disguise, but it's just charismatic theology that has been wrong is wrong and still must be stood against. That's my feelings. But today's focus understanding the times with Jan Markell, please go listen to the entire thing. I would love to get your thoughts on all of it. If you listen to any of it and you're like, whoa, this, this, hey, at the 15 minute mark or the 20 minute mark, that was, I, I, I would like to hear more about that. Let me know because then we can circle back around to it. All right. And the name of the book that they are promoting is Counterfeit Kingdom, The Dangers of New Revelation, New Prophets, New Age Practices in the Church, all right? I would definitely challenge you to look for a copy of this book, Counterfeit Kingdom. If you go to Understanding the Times with Jen Markell, you can find, uh, I think it's Olive Tree Ministries is the name of their ministry. They have a store. You can purchase the book there through that store. You can probably find the the, the book on Amazon, but I think it's $10 for, uh, in the uh, Olive Tree Ministries, Understanding the Times uh, store. So, um you know, if you if, if you want some research on it, whatever the case may be, whatever you need to do, but just at least under, listen to understanding the times and really think about today that there's this entire stream where millions are a part of that's completely corrupt. That's sad. And that should bother all of us. That is today's focus for Friday, January the 27th. 2023.